0: Welcome to What's the Word? We are here today, and we're excited to be with you. We'll see if we can make it through this without laughing. In the whole transition process, I may have kicked Buddy's coffee over. It was really exciting. It was hot so it's okay. Oh, okay. That's that's better. That's easier to clean. Is it? Sure. <laughs> Um, we are going to be talking about how you can have Jesus's power. Make sure if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because we have good stuff for you and for all of your friends today. So go ahead, take the time to do that. And yeah, do you want to open up?
1: Sure. Sure. I just don't know what to say right now, but yeah. <laughs> um, so guys today we're like Barrett said, we're going to be talking about how to walk in Jesus's power. And, uh, you know, we're going to be sharing different scriptures and stuff, um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's what's the word. We talk about the word. Um, but as we're, as we're doing this, we want to encourage you guys to just participate in the comments. You know, like just even quoting yeah. the scripture verse that we're, that we're sharing. It actually, it does a lot more than just, I'm um, just putting it out there. It actually, yeah. it, it puts these scripture verses in your mind. You know, like uh, as you're typing it out, as you're taking notes. Uh, you know, God wants you to walk in power. He wants you to walk in supernatural power, and one of the greatest ways that we can actually do that is by understanding what the Word says about it. Um, so, so we're going to be jumping into that uh, today.
0: I made the mistake of I was copying and pasting the outline that we wrote in my phone, and William had texted me that he screen grabbed my face all taped up. He goes, this is now your new contact picture in my phone. So that's exciting. That's amazing. <laughs> so if you see me like just chuckling, that's, that's what I was laughing at. But yeah, no, we're talking today about how you can have Jesus's power. And Pastor told Buddy and myself, Marky, last night just to be praying about what, what this time of the Word should look like. And this morning in prayer, I haven't even told you yet. I think I put it on the line with Pastor. But I was praying, and the Holy Spirit brought up to me, He's like, you know, Enoch, Enoch, we're going to get into it if you read in Hebrews 11, and we'll get there. But Enoch was a man in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. in Genesis 5, and it says that Enoch was a man who walked with God Mm -hmm. and then was translated. Basically, he had such intimacy with God that his fellowship caused him to be translated up into heaven with God. And so I'm sitting there in prayer this morning, just seeking the Lord, spending time with him. And what I believe I'd heard the Lord say is that our intimacy with God now as believers should make Enoch back then jealous because of the type of intimacy we have available to us. And As he started talking to me about that, what came up was what are we as believers capable of? What are we capable of? You know, you, every person watching, you were created in the image and in the likeness of God. You were called to do the things that Jesus did. Did you know that it says that in the Bible? Like (laughs) if you read through the word, it legitimately says Jesus told his disciples we can go there in John 14, um, John chapter 14, verse 12. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also yeah. and greater works than these will he do. Yeah. we are called now, now that Jesus is with the Lord, we're called to do the things Jesus did and greater things. Yeah. I mean, just some of the things off the top of my head. He healed leprosy. Mm-hmm. He like laid hands on the sick and saw them recover. He cast demons out of people. Mm-hmm. He raised people from the dead. Yeah. Like There are substantial things that Jesus did that were not common. Yeah. And he says that we can do that. Mm-hmm. That's, well... How does that line up with the, f- like, have you done that? <laughs> that's yeah. one of the things that I'll ask people when I'm leading them to the Lord. Like, on a scale of one to five, like, one, you've never heard Jesus, and five, you raised somebody from the dead yesterday. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. And most people don't even know that that's available to them. Yeah. So how do we reconcile the fact that I say that I love Jesus, and yet I haven't done greater works than jesus did i want to but i haven't so how how, do, how does that work
1: well I, I remember like growing up like i would read that verse and just and it would always confuse me
0: mm-hmm.
1: like jesus literally saying these the works that he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also yeah and greater works yeah. so like he's saying like you know what i did you're gonna do some greater stuff like yeah jesus this is Jesus talking? Like, I would always read that and be like, and just, it would confuse me because I would, heck, I don't remember ever seeing someone who actually did the, any of the yeah. works that Jesus did. Any, Not just, like, some of them, any of them. Yeah. And so, and, you know, I know Pastor Brian talks about, like, what is God's normal? You know, like, if if are we walking in God's normal, and if the answer is no, this scripture verse is, is evidence that, that there is a grace to do that. Yeah. Like God Jesus isn't gonna say the works that I do and greater works than these you'll do also, and then just and then just kind of turn around and be like, but not really. Yeah. Like I'm just saying that. Like obviously God doesn't lie, he's not you know, yeah Jesus never lied because he never sinned. You know. So when Jesus said that, what he's actually literally saying is within your reach. He's provided the grace to walk this out. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. So the grace to walk, to do the things Jesus did and greater works is within our reach. Now, and I guess the question that we're going to be asking today is how do we access that? Because because it's obviously available to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Serena put it in the comments. Put this in the comments. Are we walking Mm -hmm. in God's normal? You know, God's normal He spoke it through Jesus. Jesus only did what he he saw the Father do. He only said what he heard the Father say. So when Jesus spoke that we'll do greater works, Mm -hmm. he was speaking on behalf of the Father. So Jesus' heart and the Father's heart are the same. They want us to do greater works than Jesus Mm -hmm. did. So, I mean, let's list them for just for, you know, Jesus walked on the water. Mm -hmm. Your turn. Would we'll you go uh, back and forth? Yeah, he raised the dead. Yeah, yeah he multiple times. he yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> he laid hands on the sick and they recovered. He cast out devils. People touched him, and just touching his robe healed them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he, <laughs> I mean, this is just off yeah. the top of our heads. He turned yeah. water into wine.
1: Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> yeah. multitudes came to him. To his yeah,
0: services. he so, had. Yeah. He fed the five thousand. Like he taught his yeah. disciples, he not only fed the five thousand, but then he gave his disciples the power to then feed another five thousand. Like he, the 4, yes, yeah, the four thousand. Yeah,
1: he he caused like hundreds of fish to fill up a net. Yep. In in essentially barren water. Yeah. You know, where there was no fish.
0: Yeah, he like he is so he knows what he was able to reject the devil when the devil came to tempt him. Yeah.
1: Live a sinless life, yeah <laughs> yeah and, and here's the thing you know you you already mentioned the scripture that that Jesus only did what he heard the Father do, and he only you know Jesus performed no miracles until he was full of the holy spirit, yeah you know so so uh you've probably heard heard us say this before, but Jesus was God, like a lot of people would when, when, when they see something like. Yeah. When they see the things Jesus did, they'll say, oh, well, he was just God. You know, that it's because he was God that he was able to do those things. Jesus performed miracles to, to prove that he was God. He didn't do miracles to prove yeah. that he was God. He, he did miracles to prove that, that man can do this. Because Jesus was, in, in his nature, he was God. But in his ministry, he performed fully as a man. Yeah. He was solely devoted to the Holy Spirit. He was solely devoted to the leading of God in everything that he did. And that's why he was successful in his ministry. Yeah. That's why he was able to do these things. So in his ministry, the things that we see Jesus do in his ministry, he did it. Well, well you know, the, the Bible says that um, the devil will never admit that Jesus came in the flesh. Yeah. You know, uh, it, any spirit that does not say that Jesus came in the flesh is not from God. Why, why is it important to believe that Jesus came in the flesh? Because his ministry was done in, in his man, mm-hmm. you know, as a man. And so the reason why Jesus did all these things is to prove that this is what we can do. Yeah when we When we are connected to him, yeah. when we are in him, to prove that this is actually an attainable way that we can live yeah. that's why we're called Christians, you yeah. know the word Christians is is little christ is it's we're like Christ we are we walk like Christ, we act like christ we're not just like it's not just oh you know i you know I'm, I'm, I know I'm in Christ, and you know like it's a lot more than that you know. Christ is in me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. That's what the Bible says. That power is in me. Now I need to to learn and understand what the Word says, so I can actually bring it out of me, and, pe- and people and people can see the manifestation of that power, yeah. so that lives can be changed.
0: Yeah. Serena said that her grandma's watching and says hi. Hello, Serena's grandma. Hi. So one of the things, you know, we we've clearly established it's in the Word. Like you can't get around it. It's yeah. it's. It's a scripture. It's in there. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus spoke it, but we're not seeing it, why haven't we seen the church operate like this? You know, and put that question in the comments. Why hasn't the church done greater works than Jesus did? Mm -hmm. Because look, you know, the pastor's been saying it for a while. It's time for an awakening. You know, it's time for an awakening. Why haven't we've seen the church. Jesus has been gone for over 2,000 years. Why haven't we seen the church repeatedly time after time after time lay hands on the sick and seen them recover, raise people from the dead, have so much overflow that like somebody could rob them and they don't even notice that somebody's robbing from them because they're so abundantly provided for. Why aren't people chasing us down in the streets because we carry a presence of God? Why aren't crowds pressing in around us when we're walking? You know, this is what happened to Jesus because he carried a power that he then said that we could have. Mm -hmm. He said we could have it. He said that we were called to have it, that we would do greater things than he did. And that power that he walked in, that's what caused others to flock to him. You know, they had heard of the goodness of God. They had heard of the great things that Jesus had done. And crowds would swarm to him because there was something different that he operated in. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is that we haven't, we haven't done greater works because we haven't abided in Him, what Buddy was talking about a minute ago. You know, there's a fellowship with God that we're called to have. How was Jesus able to lead a sinless life? Because He only did what He heard the Father say to do. How did He hear what the Father said to do? He abided in him. You can't hear instruction if you're not positioned by the one who's giving the instruction. Yeah. You put that in the comments. I can't receive instructions unless my ears are tuned toward them. You, and we won't. And that's honestly what's happened is we've gotten here, you know, and at least in the Western church, like we've gotten into a good routine. Yeah. We've gotten into figuring out systems and plans and books and programs and all this good stuff. And we've found ways to make ourselves feel better. But the reason that the world looks down on the church is because the church hasn't operated in the power that we're called to operate in. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some that have, but as a whole, the body of Christ has not operated this way. You can't yeah. tell me it has. Because the world would already be saved and we'd be in heaven. That's true.
1: Yeah. You know, it was funny. I was looking through, through um, uh, Hebrews trying to find a verse that's in Romans. Yeah. I'm like, why can't I find it? But uh, you know how the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and yep. hearing by the word of God. Uh, you know, the, you know, a lot of people, especially in the church, they can have they have faith to be saved. Sure. You know, because why? Because people are preaching. Sure. You know, or well, they should be. You know, if 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 people aren't getting saved in the church, the gospel's not being preached. But um, if people are getting saved, uh, that's because the gospel's being preached. You know, uh, like a lot of Christians have faith to be saved, faith you know for their sins to be forgiven because someone taught them that. But when it comes to actually living the way Jesus lived, there's a great lack of teaching. Faith comes by hearing. I mean, uh, uh, Romans chapter 10, um, I'll just start uh, in verse 14. How will they call on him who they have not believed? And how will they believe on him who they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? Uh, How will they preach unless they are sinned? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of, uh, of those who bring good news of good things. And then, he, and then he goes on in verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the rhema word of Christ. Mm-hmm. And Pastor was talking about the rhema word. Um, but, you know, and that goes back to John 14. What, what did he say in, in, uh, in, in what, what, what was the, can you read that again? Yeah.
0: Uh, the whole thing? 10 yeah. through, okay. So if you start in Ch- John chapter 14, verse 10, it says, Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and that the Father's in me? Yeah. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father.
1: How many times did he say believe yeah. in that? You know, that when we when this is preached, and this is why you're watching today, this is why God's gonna bless you yeah. know this because as this is being taught and preached, faith can faith will rise up in you to be like you know what? I'm not living in God's normal yeah. right now because God's normal. If my normal doesn't look like this, you know, then I'm not I'm not walking in God's normal. But again, like we mentioned before, this is where God's grace is involved. Yeah. When we just take a hold of that, and not just kind of be like oh, I just don't believe that uh, because it this isn't being preached very often. Whenever yeah. you first hear it, it's yeah like. Our, our flesh just wants to kind of question it. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, I I'm not so sure about that. But Jesus literally said, "You can't you can't d- like deny what Jesus said. The works that I do, in greater works than these, you will do." Did he say will? Yeah. Oh, he did say will. You will do also. But 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 who is that? He who believes in me. Yeah. The works that I do, he yeah. will do also. When we believe the word of Christ, when we believe that particular verse. Yeah. We'll be able to
0: do those things. Well, and as we're talking, like what I believe the Holy Spirit just brought up to me is that there are people watching, maybe live or maybe in the replay, and you've gotten to this point, and it's like, why do I care? Like, why do I care if I walk like Jesus walked? Like, I'm I'm going to heaven, or why does it matter? It go it matters because of John 14 and then verse 11. Believe me, that I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me. Otherwise, otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Here's the thing. When we, as the body of Christ, and I'm believing that I'm speaking to believers right now. When we, as the body of Christ, operate in the power that God has called us to operate in, it's not an option. God, Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, you Mm. will do these things. So if we are operating in the power and in the authority that God has told us to operate in, then people will believe in Mm -hmm. God because of the works done. Signs and wonders are for the non-believer. The power of God is to point glory and honor to the king. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same way as when you go outside, and maybe nobody's told you specifically about Jesus, but you can't deny that there's a creator of the universe when you go outside and you see the Mm -hmm splendor of a landscape and of a sunrise and of the clouds in the sky. You can't deny that something divine created what's out there. The good works of God speak for themselves. It's the same with the power of God. When you as a believer wake up to the fact, when I as a believer wake up to the fact that there's a level of God's normal that I'm called to walk in. And when I walk in it, other people will come to know the reality of the fact that my God is alive and he is full of power and he wants you well equipped. He wants you healed. He wants you provided for and delivered for. That's why we're called to walk in it because there is a world that's going to hell and doesn't know any better. But my God has already provided an escape and it's necessary. It's not optional. It's necessary for the body to walk with this power so that whether they believe it in word or they see it in action, they have no excuse. They have seen mm-hmm. and heard the goodness of God and your, the power flowing through you will bring them to a decision point and it will then get them one step closer to meeting the God who gave everything for them. Yeah,
1: and hear this too because if the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What's one of, the, one of the greatest ways to advance the kingdom of God? Signs and wonders. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says in the book of Acts that, they, that God confirmed their word yes. with signs and wonders. Their word was confirmed with signs and wonders. That means if they're preaching the word, sign, signs and wonders follow. Yeah. Put that in the comments. If I'm preaching the word then signs and wonders will follow. Because yeah. if God's in it, signs and wonders follow. God doesn't show up in a room and things stay the same. Yeah. God doesn't show up in a room and people stay dead. God doesn't show up no. and, and things just stagnate. That's not, that's not God. That's not who he is. When Jesus walked into a room of sick people, did they leave still sick? No, that's not who Jesus was. That's not how he operate. So that's not how God operates. If, if God is inside of you and you're doing the will of the Father, you're going to see miraculous things taking yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm just like, I was doing this with my wife the other day. We were just, because the Lord told me to read through the book of Acts. And as I'm reading through the book of Acts, you see that there's a direct correlation between signs and wonders and people getting saved. Yeah. If you want to see people get saved, signs, like signs and wonders, living like Jesus, doing the works of Jesus... Is is important? Yes. Because, like, I'm looking. They, uh, Peter healed the la- the lame beggar, and right after that, he began leaping and praising God. And when the people saw him praising, this is Acts chapter three. But
0: that in the comments, what verse is it? Uh, Acts
1: chapter three. Um, I'm just. I'm doing uh, verses 5 through 10.
0: Yeah, just engage. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't stay yeah. quiet. This is a moment. Make sure that you're entering in because God's doing something with this broadcast today.
1: Yeah. And the people saw him walking and praising God, and they were taking note of him in being as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. And then you fast forward after that. Uh, in verse four of chapter four, but many of those who had heard the message believed, and a number of men were added, about five thousand. Yeah. Hear this because of a miracle, because you, you, because basically everything else that happened was they're talking about that it was Jesus that healed them. Yeah. Um. And then, and then you know you can keep going forward. Ananias and Sapphira. After that situation happened, and all, and all the more believe believers in the Lord. Uh, and all the more believers in the Lord, multiple multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number. Yeah. Uh, like literally, I can just keep going. Stephen, uh, f- just an apostle, full of grace, and pa- not an apostle, just a disciple. Full of he was just he was a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was. Full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs amongst the people, and that follows up. The word kept on spreading, and numbers of disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And we can keep going oh, yeah. and going. Uh, literally Peter's ministry uh, this is uh, chapter 9 Acts chapter 9 verse 33 and he found a man named Aeneas who had been bedridden for 8 years and paralyzed he said Jesus Christ heals you get up out of your bed yeah. and all who lived in Lydia and, Sarah, and uh, Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord uh, A couple verses later Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed this is because uh, uh, one, one of them one of the disciples died and uh, Peter sent all the mourners out, knelt down and prayed and told her, Tabitha, arise. She got up, she, she ar- ar- arisen. And then it became known all over Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Literally, yeah. these things, I, I, I'm I, going to stop now because I can just spend the next like 10 minutes like going through these scriptures, yeah. you know, of how signs and wonders happen and people turn to the Lord. Signs and wonders, salvation follows signs and wonders, Yeah, you know. People come to the Lord as a result of signs and wonders. Put that in the comments. Salvation follows signs and wonders. You can't, you literally c- cannot, like go into a-, a place where there's many heathens, perform a sign and wonder, and then all of a sudden they're like, eh, there's no God. You know, yeah. you can't deny it. You can't deny it unless you harden your own heart. Yeah. See, Salvations follow signs and wonders. Yeah. And so if we want to advance the kingdom of God, we want to, we want to live the way Jesus lived. We, yeah. Like you mentioned before, like if you're like, oh, what does it matter to me? You know, if you're seeking first the kingdom of God, it matters. Amen. If, if the kingdom is your priority, it matters. If you just getting into heaven is your priority, first and foremost, um, first and foremost, I just want to say this kindly. First and foremost, check your heart because that's a very self-focused you know mentality. I just want to get to heaven. That's really all that matters to me. Uh, that's not the heart of God. Yeah. If if He is in you, His heart is for the kingdom. Yeah. Jesus said, "If you love me, you'll keep my commands." What's His commands? Go <laughs> and yeah. preach the gospel. You know, and He'll confirm His word with signs and wonders.
0: Yeah, He will. And guys, make sure that you are engaging. Like we don't necessarily need you to write like novels and stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you can feel conviction of the Holy Spirit, let it move you to action. Let you still engage with what's happening. So it, it's good if you're letting it hit you, but also make sure that you are responding on there. You know, it, your excitement can help somebody else's excitement. Your conviction, your passion, it'll help somebody else. And really, that's what this whole thing is for. God wants you to have power for yourself, but that power is also meant for others. You know, that's what this whole thing is about, others. The whole Christianity, it's others, others, others. You know, Evangelist Stephen Hurlburt, his wife was on earlier, um, Michaela, he came here once and he preached a message just called Others, Mm. Others. It's time for our attention to turn back to others. And, you know, Evangelist Ted, he's going to be here with us in a couple weeks. His grandfather had a saying, and I believe it goes something to the extent of, I'm satisfied with a holy dissatisfaction, Mm -hmm. which means I'm satisfied with where I'm at right now, but I know there's more to have. So I'm satisfied for the moment, but I'm not going to stop pressing in. We can't afford to stop pressing into God because my decision, it impacts everybody I would ever come into contact with. If let's say I go into a grocery store and i'm not carrying a power i'm not carrying an authority and i walked by you know a few months ago i walked into a grocery store here in town and there was a woman i saw her walking back and forth she worked at the store and her back was in pain like i could tell her back was in pain she was limping all around the store and so i waited until the lord told me to go talk to her it, as i was checking out she happened to be on a break outside and i went and the lord told me to minister to her and so I I just began speaking into her. God loves you. God has such good plans for you. His plans do not involve you being in pain. His, pa- his plans are for you to be healed and whole. P- let's pray right now. And my God is so good. He will heal you where you're at. And I prayed for her. And as soon as I finished, like she didn't, she didn't know Jesus at this point, but she stood up and she goes, that does feel better. She doesn't even know the Lord but the Lord loves her enough yeah. that through me compassion was stirred that when I saw somebody in pain I said I can't let you stay there. Yeah. What would have happened had I gone into that store and I didn't feel that way? She would have still been limping through the rest of her shift. Yeah. She would, like it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And Look, there are plenty of times where I've missed it, but I'm purposing to do better and better and better because my attention has to be on the lost. And at this moment in my life, in Buddy's life, like, we're, we're, we're ministers, we're called to minister, but at this moment, the Lord hasn't separated us into the office of either, you know, any of the fivefold but he still has power that he wants to get through us. It doesn't matter if you're fivefold or not. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or an evangelist or a prophet or a teacher or an apostle. What matters is that you're a believer. Believers are called to do supernatural things. Believers are called to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Believers are called to be supernaturally filled with the power of God. Put that in the comments right now. Say I am called to be supernaturally filled yeah. with the power of God because you are. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And I want you to hear this because there, there's something that Pastor Nicole said um, that really struck me is she said don't look at people's position, look at their direction. Yes. So I, I want to encourage you to do that with yourself. Don't look at your position and be like well I'm just here, I'm just where I'm at. No, I, I want you, it's important for us to focus on what direction am I moving in. Yeah. You know? Are, are you moving in the right direction? Because as you're moving in the right direction, the, these things will begin to increase. You know, I'm not just going to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden, like, every person that touches me is miraculously sure. healed, sure. I, but but um, I want to be moving in that direction, and we're going to be talking about how do we actually enter into that? How do we move in that direction? Um, but, but, you know, right now, we've just kind of been spending the, these last, like, 30 minutes yeah. just helping you see that this is actually available to you. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I just want to share one more verse, and then we'll, we yeah, can kind of get into for sure. um, you know how to enter into that. But, uh, but in uh, Mark chapter 16, this is the, com- the great commission that's for all of us that you see throughout the book of Acts that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And G- Mark uh, 16, 15, And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany yeah. those who have believed. Not just the apostle, prophet, and pastor, teacher. Like yeah. we, were <laughs> we were just talking about Stephen. I almost said Samson. We were just talking about Stephen. He was a waiter. Yeah. That, that was his job. He, he waited tables, <laughs> and, but he was flowing. So it, these signs will accompany those who believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will by no means harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Yeah. Do you hear that? And then, oh, here he here goes. So then the, when, the, when Jesus spoke of these things, he was received out of the heaven, and they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them yeah. and confirmed the word Amen. by the signs that followed. Amen. Just for those who believe.
0: Amen. Amen. So, Amen.
1: Yeah. No, go. No, I was just going to say, so, so it, this is available to you. Yeah. This, when God says something like that, the grace is available you just need to reach it. Now the question is, how do we take a hold of it yeah. and how do we begin to walk in it? And that's what we'll be
0: talking about. Right now. Yeah, so we have you have a foundation. Ooh, I hit buddy's <laughs> chair. We, we have a foundation of the fact that this is the Lord's will right now. We're we're ahead of where 90% of theology would like us to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we're going to get into the how. Yeah. We're going right back to the same scriptures that we read earlier. John 14 verses 10 through 13. Put that in the comments and make these scriptures yours. Like make sure that you are starting to dwell on these scriptures, meditate on them because there's rhema in there. Just like pastor was saying yesterday, these can become alive as we dwell on them. But in that verse, you know, it goes back to what we said earlier. Jesus only did what he heard the father say to do. He only said what he heard the father Mm -hmm. say. And so in order to have the power that Jesus had, we have to do the things that Jesus did. Mm -hmm. We have to do the things that Jesus did. Put that in the comments. In order to have the power that Jesus had, I must do the things that Jesus did. And let that sink in. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. There's a cost to this. It's, and it's as easy as saying yes to him, but it is a cost. It's realizing that our life is not our own and Jesus's life wasn't his own. So what did he say that he did? He said, I have it written down. I'm so glad you asked. He lived continually in him. Mm -hmm. He lived continually in him. You know, Jesus abided in the father. I'm in the father. The father's in me. I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. You couldn't separate Jesus from the Father. Yeah. They were the same. Yeah. Like there's, like they have structure and whatever. But you know, they had such intimacy that you couldn't separate the two of them. He had fellowship. So the first thing that's key to carrying the power of God, the very first thing. Joni, I love Joni. I think Joni is so great. The first thing to carrying the power of God is fellowship. Yeah. You must have an intimate fellowship with God. You can't get around that. That's
1: true. No, I'm just thinking like one chapter later when Jesus is talking, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches. Yeah. Uh, He he, he literally says uh, in John 15, verse 5, he says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. Uh, For apart from me, you can do no thing. Yeah. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So we, so... The intimacy is crucial and key if we want to bear these fruits. Yeah. If we want to bear the fruit, um, which the fruit of signs and wonders, we need to abide in him. Uh, like the signs and wonders don't just come from my flesh and no. from me. It comes through the spirit and and he uses me,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and I can only do that if I'm connected to the vine, if I'm connected to him. It's like if I if I were to... Um, plug my charger into my phone and nothing's coming out. I can get really frustrated. Why is my phone not charging? Is it plugged into the wall? Yeah. No. Oh, that's the issue. It's a very simple solution, mm-hmm. but it's something that, that a, a lot of people are missing. Yeah. Is they're missing the, the reality of being connected and abiding with the Father. Yeah. Am I connected with the life source? Am I co- connected to the vine? Or am I just, you know, for five minutes in the morning, reading through a devotion, or maybe reading a couple encouraging verses, and then I just disconnect, and then just do my, go throughout my day, and then at the end of the day, you know, I might be driving home, oh, you know, I'll connect again, oh Lord, thank you for this day, you know, and then we disconnect, and then go, you know, that's kind of how a lot of us have lived our lives, that's how I lived my life for so long, is I would be disconnecting, connecting, disconnecting, connecting. i get frustrated and disconnect and just, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I should probably repent of that
2: and then reconnect
1: yeah. rather than why don't I stay connected as I'm driving to work? I'll just, you know, pray in the spirit. I'll just seek the Lord. As I'm working, yeah. I'll just, I'll remain in that place. Lord, you know, help, what do you want me to do? Just remaining and abiding rather yeah. than this unplug, replug, unplug, replug, because if you keep doing that long enough, eventually you're going to have a hard time connecting because... Yeah. Because of all the, like it's like a piece of tape. You keep s- turning sticking. it, sticking and sticking, and sticking. Eventually, it'll lose that, mm-hmm. un- unless until the Lord gives you another piece of tape when yeah. you repent. But you know, obviously, there's that. But you know, we need to constantly be abiding in Him every, in, yeah, every where we go.
0: Well, and here's the thing: when we start to press into the things of God, like mm. even with this topic, like I know that this topic can feel challenging, like. Mm how on earth do I do things that are greater than what Jesus did? Here's the thing. If it's God, it's always going to be outside of what our mind can figure out because God is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. But as, you know, as you're talking, what it, what it makes me think of is, so here at the church, one of my responsibilities is I oversee all the creative arts stuff. And creative arts, um, did you know it involves technology things? That's cool. Um, Do you know what Barrett's brain has not always been great with? Technology things. That's also super fun. So, (laughs) So pastor has me here. The Lord has me here. And here's the thing. Pastor knows that this has not been my natural gifting. This has not been what I have in the past been good at. But pastor told me he wanted me to do it. He empowered me to do it. So let's say I can, I don't even need to use a hypothetical. I can think of real-time examples. Let's say I go into the computer area and nothing is working, as has happened multiple times in the last little bit. That's cool. Um, Let's say I go in there and nothing's working, nothing's on. Pastors told me to do this. I don't know how to do this in my own natural ability. Fellowship with pastor Is I pick up the phone, hello, Pastor Brian, I don't know what's happened. I really need some help. Like, I I don't know what's going on. I I need you. Pastor Brian is super skilled at this stuff. And every time this has happened, and I've called, and I've let my fellowship with Pastor, I've let that relationship that I have with him, I draw on a source, and I allow that source to flow through me, and fix the problem. Pastors oftentimes not here. He's giving me instructions through the phone, and he's telling me, "Click this, turn this, flip this switch on, do this, and bada bing, bada boom, it works." Pastor's not even physically the one touching it. It's me doing it. I'm just receiving the instructions. That's literally how fellowship with the Lord works. Jesus says. Jesus says it himself. The words that back in John 14 and verse 10, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, yeah. but the father abiding in me mm-hmm. does his works. Like literally, if you have to think of it as a phone, think of it as the phone. Mm-hmm. Jesus, how do I do this? Yeah. Jesus, how does this, father, how does this work? Mm-hmm. How do you, how can I operate in power? Mm-hmm. How can I look more like your son? What do I need? Call him. Mm-hmm. Call him. Like Marky says it's a great example. It, I had Marky do it the other day with pastor and technology, too. She asked me something mm-hmm. above my pay grade, and I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, call pastor. Because he's, the, he's not the source. The Lord is. But in that mm-hmm. moment, he was the source that we were drawing from who knew how to fix something. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Draw on that fellowship. You have a relationship with your Lord already. Mm-hmm. Just like I have a relationship with pastor already. Draw on the fellowship aspect. He desires to help you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, why did you call him? Because you believed that he had an answer. Yep. You know, when we call on the Lord, we also need to believe that he has an answer and yeah. that he will provide the answer. Yep. You know, like, it, it's, it's so funny. I that's would say,
0: number two. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it really is. That's the second one.
1: Hey. Way wait to wait flow. Way to flow. Um, but but we have to actually apply our faith. That's what it is. Have and apply your faith that God will answer your prayer. That's number three um, <laughs> and <what>? four. <laughs> okay, you're on it. You're wow. doing great. I'm I'm not even reading that. <laughs> um, but like I don't know how much how much time I spent. You know I would be asking God for questions. But that, but it wasn't until several months ago, or like maybe like a year ago, where I started recognizing. I'm not actually believing God to answer me. I'm just asking questions, saying "Amen," and then walking yep. away. Yep. And then I feel like I I talked with Him, but I didn't, you know, because I'm like, God, please get. It's it's like it's like me calling Pastor and being like, "Hey, Pastor, I I have this issue, and I don't really know what to ha- what to do about it." <laughs> and like, uh-uh.
2: like,
1: and then and then I'm like, man, why isn't He giving me an answer? Yeah. You know, but. But why would I hang up and do it? Because I, I wouldn't expect him to actually give me an answer. But whenever I pray, now I'm at a point when, I, when, when, I, when I'm giving, asking God you know, for wisdom, I'll say, Father, your word says ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Yep. So, Father God, I'm asking and I'm believing that you're going to give me an answer. Yeah. Father, your word says that you make your way plain for me to follow. You, your word says that you show me the path of life. So, yeah. Father, show me. You know, and I'm believing that you're going to show me. And, and so I, I actually, I'm starting to open my prayer just believing that I'm going to receive an answer. Amen. I, I mean, Jesus said, believe you have received in Mark uh, 11, and it shall be yours. So believe that God's given you an answer. And and then, and now I'm, I've actually been able to get answers yeah. <laughs> for, for my prayers because I'm actually believing that he's going to give me an answer. I'm not just praying because it's my duty. I'm not just praying to get things off my chest. I'm just, I'm praying because I'm in fellowship with the Lord and I know he will lead me to triumph. Amen.
0: So the first thing that we said in how to have Jesus's power, be an in intimate fellowship with God. Yeah. The second thing is believe, believe in Jesus, believe yeah. in the word, yeah. believe in the father, believe in what he has said. He's made available to you. believe, mm-hmm. So that's the second one. And then the third is have and apply faith. Hebrews 11:6. 6. Put the, we're going to go there and read it because I just it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if you don't know it, that if, like, if I don't know it, I don't know how to please God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're just going to read it because it's probably important. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews 11:6 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we, so number one, and put these in the comments, how to have power. Number one is intimate fellowship. Number two is believe in Jesus and the word. Yeah. Number three is ap- have and apply faith. Have faith, but here's the thing. Don't just have faith, apply faith. Yeah. In James, it says faith without works is dead. Yeah. Basically, faith without action yeah. isn't faith. You can't have faith without action. It it doesn't work, otherwise it's false faith. Mm -hmm. So have and apply your faith in the Word and what the Word says. The whole reason that we spent 30 minutes at the beginning of this talking about what the Word says was to build faith so that when you hear it, all of a sudden your faith would be provoked and you would not only have faith there, but it would propel you to action. Like, I have more faith now after we've talked about this because Mm -hmm. the word's not just for you. Like it's feeding us as we're talking about it because the word, it's what it does. So have and apply faith. Number one, intimate fellowship. Number two, believe. Number three, have and apply faith. And then the fourth one is ask. Mm -hmm. Ask. (laughs) This is one of my favorite verses, John 14. John 14 and verse 13 and 14. This is a contingency plan. So, all the verses up above abide in God, let Him abide in you, speak only what He says to do. Basically, have that intimate fellowship, believe in Him, have the faith. Here's what happens now that the first three are done in John 13 or 14, verses 13 and 14. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so the Father may be glorified in the Son. Mm -hmm. If you ask me anything, (laughs) there's so many definites there. Mm -hmm. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you look in your Bible, that's red letter. That's yeah. Jesus saying, if you do the first three things on the list that we just gave you, mm-hmm. you can ask me anything mm-hmm. and I'll do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a blank check that is. Yeah. Like that literally God going up, writing you a check, signing it at the bottom mm-hmm. and going, here you go, whatever you need. Yeah. You kidding me, mm-hmm. This has been in here the whole time, and the body of Christ has just kind of skipped it. Psh. Not today we're cashing that check, baby like yeah. we are we are going to the Lord, and we're going to see some things done because Jesus is basically up in heaven going, "Let me do things for you, yeah. let me help you, let yeah. me empower you, mm-hmm. let me do the things that my Father wants to do because it's going to bring him glory, yeah, oh my gosh,
1: yeah. Like, it's black and white. That's not a gray area. No. <laughs> and it bothers me when people read that verse, especially ministers, and essentially say, he didn't mean it. Yeah. You know? like
0: No, he meant it. Because he, he... <laughs> you go a couple of verses up and he goes, I only say what the Father says yeah. to say. Like... Yeah.
1: And then he says, ask whatever you want in my name, and I'll give it to you. Yeah. You know, and that's the verse where if you look at the Hebrew, what he's actually saying is, when he says, "And I, I, will give it to you." He's, he's saying, "If I don't have it, I'll create it for you. Yeah. I'll make it for you." That's how like straightforward he's being here, and, and you know, it reminds me of Blind Bartimaeus, um, right? Where he's yeah. like, he's like, "Son of David, have mercy on me." Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, you know. And Jesus is like, bring him here. And he's like, "Son of David, have mercy on me." And Je- like, Jesus didn't answer that prayer. No, Jesus didn't answer that no. prayer. Jesus said what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. He's saying, ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's essentially what he was saying. Just yeah. ask. And then he said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. He yeah. said, according to your faith. Yeah. he knew he had the faith. He just wasn't asking. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That well, was the issue. Timidity does that. Mm-hmm. That's what timidity does. You know, I remember a time I was nervous to ask Pastor Nicole something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was, I, I don't even remember what it was. But I remember, like, I was tiptoeing. And so I... I want to ask you, I had this, but I'm not sure. And after like a few minutes of sputtering, she's like, just ask me the question. (laughs) Because like, it was ridiculous. I had fellowship with her. I had relationship with her. And she's like, I'm willing to help you just get it out of your mouth. Just get it out. And that's what God wants. He wants us to boldly approach that throne of grace. He wants us to come before him. He doesn't want us tiptoeing like past, the example pastor will give is if Abigail, and he always uses Abigail, so I'm just going to use Abigail. If Abigail goes to him and is like, oh, Father, you are so great and wonderful. May I please go into the cupboard and get a cup and and then go and pour me some water so I could drink something. He's going to look at her and be like, girl, go get you a water. Stop asking me. Like, just go do it. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't need her to, like, just ask what you want. Come
1: boldly before
0: me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do today.
1: Yeah. Well, the the verse that came to me was was James 4, uh, verse 2. You do not have because you do not ask. Yes. Put it in the comments. (laughs) The only reason I don't have is because I don't ask. Haven't haven't asked. asked because i have the only reason i haven't had is because i haven't asked because we're doing it today yes yeah thank you for saying that yeah but the only reason i haven't had that's haven't, haven't had, had haven't is had. because i haven't asked <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: but but, but then he
1: moves on and this is what he says next you ask and don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives see that's yeah. be- the only reason people can ask and not receive is because they're not in fellowship yeah. because when you're in fellowship you stop asking for stupid things yep when you're in fellowship with him you're in communion, and then you begin to pray out the will of the Father. You know, because First John says if you pray according to his will, you'll yeah. have, he'll, you know he hears you, and you'll have whatever you ask. That, that's back in that fellowship. Mm-hmm. But, but he's saying you do not have because you do not ask. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what Jesus was saying. Just ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask me. Okay, now according to your faith. Now yeah.
0: that you've asked,
1: according to your faith, let it be done to you.
0: Yeah. And so today, as we're wrapping up, here's the thing. God wants this for you, but he has given you control over yourself. Like he, because he loves us so much and he's such a good God, he's not Mm going to force us to do any of this stuff. He told us through his son that this is available. He told us what he wants for us Mm -hmm. and what he wants for others through us. But then he lets us decide, you know, this is a moment regardless of the fact that this is on a broadcast and you're not necessarily here in the studio, let this be a moment for you. It's, it's a moment for me. I'm like, we're the, up here the ones teaching and preaching on this, and I'm letting it be a moment for me because have I seen some things happen through my hands? Sure. But is there more to have that I haven't had? Yes. And I am satisfied with a holy dissatisfaction that is telling me that there's more that the Lord wants me to have. And for His glory, I will give that to Him. Yeah. So right now, take this moment. Decide. What do you want? Do you want to be what the world is called a normal Christian? Are you, do you want to stay with limited power? Do you want to stay looking like everybody else? Or do you want to be known in the courts of heaven as somebody who took Christ by the hand, took his word as fact and said today, this day, January 27th, I will be who God has called me to be. I believe that we have people on this broadcast today that they are taking this moment, like I feel the anointing right now, that are taking this moment, and they're saying, I will take Jesus by the hand, and signs and wonders will happen through me. And if that is you, then right now, whatever you're doing, if you're at work, just take the next minute, take a pause, and pray with us, and just say, Father, I haven't asked in the past... But today, that changes. Jesus, you are the Savior and the Lord of my life. You call the shots. My ears are open to you. And what you say to do, I will do. I believe that you died for me. But I also believe that you rose from the dead, and my sins died when you died, but the new man was raised up when you were raised up. I refuse to stay where I have been. Jesus, help me to see what God's normal is. I refuse to stay where I've been been. when there's so much more you've made available. available. I refuse refuse. to hold myself back when you've told me to run. run. Today, I choose you. you. Jesus, Jesus. fill me with your fire. fire. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. I choose to abide in you. Abide in me. me. And I will see see. signs and wonders wonders. happen through my hands. My hands are anointed. My thoughts are anointed. My My footsteps are anointed. My My plans are anointed. My My job job is anointed anointed. because I carry an anointing anointing. that's not my own. Lord, I thank you. And now, Father, for every person watching, let that be sealed inside of them. Let it be sealed inside of us. Let us not turn back to where we were before, but in the name of Jesus, seal this commitment on the inside of us. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that signs and wonders happen through the hands of these viewers. Let them go into grocery stores and lay hands on the sick and see them recover immediately. Let them walk into places that were darkened and let those places shine with the light and the glory of God. Father, burn in their lives with a fire that refines everything, God. Burn the wheat from the chaff. Lord, let them abide in you in unprecedented measures. In the name of Jesus, let it be so. Father, we thank you. We ask these things because your word says to pour out the water of the Holy Spirit onto the viewers now. Let it be in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let these viewers be sent Let them be sent in the name of Jesus. We ask that they be sent into the harvest to reap a crop for the Lord. Let them be sent to preach and teach the word of God. And let us receive testimonies of before this day I was blind, but now I see with brand new eyes that come from heaven. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Lord.
1: And in Jesus' name, right now, because you said, Father, whatever we ask in the name of Jesus... In the name of Jesus, yeah, Father, right now, we just ask for our viewers yep. who, who, who have been attacked How by the can, enemy. Yes. God, in their bodies right now. If, if you're just watching now and you just need healing, raise your lift your hand up right yeah. now where you're at and just receive oh it. God. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that that healing miracle power just falls on them yes. right now in Jesus' name. Let mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, let the ministering angels go and minister to them their salvation. Yes that was rightfully paid, because by his stripes they were healed. Father God, I pray, Lord, right now, an anointing on their minds. Yes. If the enemy's been attacking their minds, God, uh, in any way, dementia or anything, Father, right now, I pray, Lord, that he will, God, right now, in Jesus' name, we command him to loose that grip on their minds. In Jesus' name, we command those, those minds to be healed. We command, uh, we, God, in Jesus' name, we just ask that you bring healing and minister healing to those people in Jesus name for those who are in need of financial miracles yes. father right now we just ask god because your word says you provide all our need according yep. to your riches and glory father god i pray lord that you will provide jobs for those who need jobs yes. father i pray that you will provide finances and resources for those who need it father i pray that you will provide seed for the sowers in Jesus name father i thank you that there's going to be there's going to be testimonies coming out of this broadcast from those who have received your word and they're applying their faith to it now. God, I thank you that those who believe will receive in Jesus' name. Come back. Yeah.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, if you receive that, then put some fire emojis mm. in the comments yeah. right now. You- And then say this out loud, my life has changed today because God's not a respecter of persons and he is also not a respecter of distance. God sent the word and it healed them. He sent the word. The word right now is coming through these cameras, coming through these microphones, and you're healed, you're whole, you're provided for, and you are filled with a brand new power. So we, ah, what a good day. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And, and you know, as we're as we're wrapping up, we just want to encourage you real quick because uh, the Lord just put this verse in my spirit, Luke 16. Um, you know, we I know we say this every broadcast, but this is we we sow this broadcast into you. Yeah. You know, we put a lot of work into this broadcast to get the word out to you. Um, so this is a free broadcast for you. But you know, we usually end it by just encouraging you if you feel led to sow to sow. But mm-hmm. I want I want to read the scripture to you real quick. Jesus said. In Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 13, he says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have not been uh, faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth or finances, Mm -hmm. who will entrust the true riches to you? What's he talking about when he talks about the true riches? Signs and wonders. Yeah, these these things that we've been talking about. Yeah, that's good. The, the power of God. The power of God. If we're not faithful with our with our finances and how we handle our finances, how will God actually? How will we be faithful yeah. when it comes to the, the the power of God, the supernatural power of God, to heal the sick, to cast yeah. out devils, to see the dead raised? You know, well, that'll easily get to our heads. If, yeah. if I pray for someone and they get healed, all of a sudden, oh, look at me, and my power. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what that's what could happen. It, it, but it all boils yeah. down to being faithful in the little thing. Yeah. And so as, as we're wrapping, but then he goes on. If you have not been faithful uh, in, in the use that is with, which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can so- serve two masters for he will either love one and hate the other. Yeah. He'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and, and Mammon. and mm-hmm. God and wealth. And so, you know, what, when, we, when we give you an opportunity to sow, we're not... Say, and hear this. This is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you cannot walk in signs and wonders unless you sow into our ministry. I'm yes. not saying that and at all. And you
0: can't buy it You either. can't buy it. I'm not saying that either. Yeah,
1: you cannot buy the anointing no. of God. But what, what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, tr- show me that, mm-hmm. you tr- that, that you trust me solely, not riches, tr- but that you trust me. And then I will be able to trust you with yeah. true riches. Yeah. And, and what, what are some of the ways that, what, what is one of the greatest ways that we can show God that we trust him is, is by being sowers, by yeah. being givers. And so, and as we've been talking about throughout this whole broadcast, uh, you know, it, one of the main things that we need is we need to walk in fellowship. We need to be led by God. That's why Paul says, you know, determine in your heart, seek the Lord. If he tells you to give, give. If he doesn't tell you to give, don't give. Yeah. Be led by God. But we, but but I just wanted to encourage you in that, you know, uh, show God that you are trustworthy, that you seek first the kingdom of God in all that you do, especially financially, because that whole context when Jesus said that in John six thirty-three, yeah. he was talking about financial things, material things. He's saying, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added
0: unto you. Amen.
1: So, so as you sow today, be led by the Spirit. Uh, we have it right here under, underneath. You can go to giveww.org, or if you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and give that way. But we love you guys. This yeah. has been a good broadcast.
0: Amen. And we want to pray for your seed yeah. that comes in, because here's the thing. God honors mm-hmm. seed. God yeah. does not forget an offering. He does not forget a seed sown. So the Lord is seeing this, and God will honor what you sow in faith. So Jesus, we thank you for every person who is sowing and partnering with this ministry. Lord, whether it's a right now gift or they're choosing to partner monthly, we ask that what they sow, that it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May it return back to them and manifest a harvest quickly. In the name of Jesus, we call these seeds blessed by God. And we thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, for the givers of the seed. We thank you that their lives will be blessed by you as well. And we thank you, God, just for the honor of being able to minister to you. This whole day, this whole time, whether we're watching or whether it's Buddy and I up here talking, Lord, this whole day is a worship to you. This whole broadcast is done in worship. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for the honor of being able to worship you in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. In. we thank you guys for being on with us today we will be back tomorrow at eleven thirty for our next episode of lunch plus i was gonna say our like we're doing you know something extra special like an extravaganza but it's it's our it's our normal broadcast it's gonna be good so tune in tomorrow at eleven thirty. and i don't think i talked about this yesterday um i may have i don't remember but just as a reminder Kickstart 2021 is like almost just a week away. We're Mm -hmm. at like a week and a half now. Evangelist, I know. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Evangelist Ted Childersworth Jr. is going to be here with us. He and Pastor will be ministering together. That is February 7th through the 12th. They'll be ministering nightly at 6.30 p.m. here at Boomerang. All the information, I don't know if you have the graphic or not, if you can put it up. Awesome. Look at y'all. If you go to that QR code or to the website, it'll give you all the info that you need for this event, or you can send us a message and we'll hook you up with info. But we thank you for being on with us and we'll be back tomorrow at 11.30.
3: I'm a bit up never 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 I never 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 Them, they have a little bit of never 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 I'm taking my face without my skin.